So, Jay, tell me about your day-to-day. What's your day like? Um, I thought we were going to do the podcast, but I'll answer this. Uh, what was yesterday? Give me, like, how would your day go yesterday? Give you know, me a- you wake up in the morning at 8 o'clock. I'd probably scroll through Instagram for one full hour, 8 to 9 o'clock, just wasted. Got dressed, got things together, took a look at the calendar, you know, started doing some graphics that I had to get caught up on. Started sending out some emails to everybody. After that, you know, I took a ride over to the store to pick up some fruit because the fruit never showed up on time. Brought it to the guys. Started doing Bronco work further after that. Yeah, you know, the day just goes on and then 7 o'clock and you wonder where time went. What would you say is your most productive hour of the day? I feel like I'm on the spot here now. I, 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Is that fair? What do you feel is your most important task? Wait, are we talking about interviews today? I think we are. Oh, this is good. This is, I see what you did. Now you're interviewing me and we're going to talk about interviews this whole time, (laughs) which is a crazy issue throughout restaurants, bars, and whatnot everywhere, right? Yeah, it can get crazy for sure, especially when you get the interviewer in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as they show up. Right. Cool. So you're saying this episode we're talking about interviews, just straight up interviews, left and right. Everything about finding the staff, the qualities and profiles of people, how to train them, how the interview even happens. Well, it's not. We're not going to jump forward to training just yet. Oh. Right now, we just got to get people Let's to train. now. It's waiting on fries. That you don't get it? You don't. What do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully, the customer never hears waiting on fries. But all this time on the entree, and it's perfectly executed, and then you're it's like, ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. <laughs> I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in, and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's going to be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> successful restaurants run on toast one platform to power your restaurant take control with tools to manage changing industry trends and guest expectations toast is simply built to make your life easier and your restaurant better considering switching your pos let us put five hundred dollars in your pocket that's right five hundred dollars when you switch to toast using our link in the show notes toast works best in bars and nightclubs as well as food trucks and coffee shops Toast has no boundaries, which is why we suggest moving over to the Better POS today. Click below in the show notes to let us help you make the switch to Toast today. So that was it. That was like an interview, and I was sitting here questioning why am I answering these questions. I wasn't prepared for them either. It didn't even come out very well. Well, you, always, you should always be prepared for the questions, because you never really know when the interview starts. There's just regular type of questions that always show up when you're sitting having this interview, no? Like, think about... When you're young, you've got no real experience in this business, and you just sit and just react to the questions that are coming in. I mean, that does happen for a lot of candidates, but I think what most can, uh, most people that are applying for a job don't realize is by the time that they're halfway into that conversation with whoever's interviewing them, they have probably already gotten or lost a job. Oh, yeah. Especially the first interview. Well, you're saying because, you know, the first 30 seconds pretty much of talking to somebody, you know kind of if they're going to be a right candidate or not? I generally usually know before they even apply. 
So they logged on to their computer and they started filling out the form and your cookies just saw that they were on there and you were like, no, 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 keystrokes too slow. You're out. So every part of the interview process or every part of applying for a job is part of the interview process. Sure. Right. It's not always obvious that it's part of the process, but it is. Everything's intentional or it should be intentional. So, for instance, if you walk into a restaurant, we're, we're going to talk about restaurant interviews right now, but it could, could be for any job, right? But if you, work into, if you walk into a restaurant and you ask, you say, hello, my name's whatever, I would like to apply for a job. Okay, great. Are you hiring? Yes. Cool. Can I apply for a job? And then we give you a direction. We say, well, we have paper interviews. You can also apply on our website, et cetera, et cetera. Right there, your interview has begun. It actually began as soon as you walked into the door, because we see you walk in the door. And then the way you ask about applying for a job, right? Do you say, I'm applying for a job? Or are you saying, I'm looking for a server position? I'm looking for a cook position. Do you need a line cook? Do you need a fryer? Do you know who you are? What you're suggesting is, hey, does this person have any experience? Do they know specifically where they fit in the world here and what they want to do and where they would excel at? Or is it almost like uh, somebody comes in and they say, hey, I'm looking to be a busboy, but I would like to learn how to serve. Right. That's, like, that's direct. You hire them instantly, right? Well, not instantly, but you're in a better position than someone says, looking for a job. Yeah. Uh, I got, I've got bills to pay. Do you give me money if I do things for <laughs> yeah, you? Exactly. So, I mean, that's the first thing right off the bat. When you just walk in and if you, you should walk, if you're looking for a job, serving, bartending, cooking, the chef expediting you should walk in with a purpose not just randomly while you're shopping and you have some bags on you and a starbucks cup and you're like i'm looking for a job can i take an application i hate that the uh, you can't just walk in with a starbucks cup you can right i do but, it but i do it all the time right but then but i'm sure you can follow it up with hey i walk up can i help you sir yeah hey my name is justin uh, I'm interested in possibly bartending at this location. And I was wondering if you're looking for any help behind the bar, right? Yes. That's different than walking in with your... But there's, there's another piece of this Can I have too. an application? No, and there's another piece of that specifically, not to double off track too far, that I've thought about though, because yes, I do like having my coffee in hand. It's fueling me through the day. I'm moving faster, you know, just off the caffeine jitter is hitting me, right? Right. But like when you go into an interview because you're not throwing out your $3.75 cup of coffee because you want to drink it still, it's good. The interview is different than when you're applying. Well, sometimes I'm also wondering though, like, are you judging me for being a Starbucks guy if you're a Dunkin' guy? Did I not get the job because you're on the other side of the tracks? No, no. We could look past that. We could look past that. But it is what's on your mind when you're coming to the interview sure you know were you five minutes early to the interview or were you right on time because you had to stop and get a starbucks oh well that would be death right right there (laughs) whether you had the starbucks from 6 a.m or not it was hey you were late to the interview and you have a cup of coffee in your hand right so you had time for coffee but you didn't have time to have my time to get here on time but that's that's when you even got the interview right we're still on the application process right so that's that's number one so we have, to, you know, there's usually a sign or a direction of how do you apply for a job. For us, we have a sign that says, please apply on our website. Or if you're online, apply on the website. Part of that is, can you follow direction? Right? If I say it's easiest if you apply on our website, if you can, it goes right into the funnel, email all the managers, and we'll set you up an interview. Like, oh, can I just, can I just give you my number? Yeah, right? No. Well, 
I just told you how to do it. I don't want to take your number on a piece of paper. Yeah. Right? I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose it. So, and also, I'm, I'm not going to call it. I'm not trying to hire you. You're trying to get a, get a position. Right? So why, why would I want your piece of paper with your name on it? You want to hand me a resume? That's different. That shows intent. You're, you're, now you're walking in with, with uh, preparation and you say, I have my resume ready if you'd like to take a look at it. Now I have an actual like, document that I can look at. I'm going to put it on the desk. I might come back to it and actually see experience. It essentially is a paper application. Sure. Right? But the, can I just give you my number and you call me and set up an interview? Like, now you put the work on me. I don't want to do that. So you're yeah. probably not going to get, you're not even going to get an interview at that point. I like, uh, at some point in your career, obviously you start amassing enough experience where there's some things that you feel like you can bypass a little bit just because you ha- you're good enough, right? You know it. Just because of the experience, not because that's just your, your thought process. Right. But like, for instance, if I'm walking in somewhere with a resume, in my life, particularly i've never just walked in somewhere and blanketed resumes somewhere i know where i want to go and i'm in for the kill in my opinion it's i've done my homework i know where i might thrive in well with the people that are already there and the idea of the company and we'll talk about culture in a while sure but with that said if somebody's like yeah we'll fill out this application i say listen i'm i have my resume here it has all of the work experience if you're considering maybe hiring me based upon my resume, I'll fill out all the application for you. But I'm not just running around just filling out applications blindly. I think in most, in most part, though, a resume substitutes an application. That's why I and, feel and that way. An application essentially asks the questions that are on a resume, and they're there for, you know, when you're, you're applying for a job. If you're, if you're a professional, you usually have a resume ready. The other way is what I'm saying is going online. And that, that reason isn't just so we can have your information. It's actually creating a funnel that we have all of our applicants in one place. So we yeah. like to do it online. So they go, it emails, all the managers see the email. We can schedule it. We like to schedule all the interviews on the same days. It's always Tuesday and Wednesday between 11 and 2, right? And, and that way we have that funnel. We can see who we responded to, who we didn't, who responded to our response, how long it took them to re- respond to our response. So you keep a two-hour open window typically here at Smokehouse. And in that window, if you are hiring somebody, that's the time period that they come in and talk. Because yeah. maybe somebody's here doing admin work? Correct. It's the, it's the most advantageous time of the day to have people coming in and interviewing. We don't want to interview people for positions while the restaurant's open. Sure. Um, that becomes a bit awkward. And also the guests don't really see that part of it. So yeah. we try to do it around that. That's what happens you know, behind the iron curtain. Behind the curtain. Yeah, no. So You I, know, most I importantly that. on that application, too, is, and I think this is the least realized thing that we notice, is when you're actually going in to apply. Right? Like what time period? For example, if you are a server or a bartender or anything really in the restaurant, and you walk in on a Friday night no, 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 at no. 7.45. Nobody does that. Oh, it happens all the time. With experience? All the time. Because what happens is you see a busy restaurant. You know, maybe not with experience, but you see a busy restaurant. I want to work here. Can I speak to the manager? Dude, it's Friday night at 745. The manager is busy putting out fires. Right? I've seen now on the flip side in the bar, I've seen a lot of managers hire girls on a Friday night to come wow. back in on Tuesday night for a training. That's a different business model. <laughs> no, but and that's fair, right? Because there's different ways that interview processes work or processes work. 
And obviously in a restaurant setting where things are a little bit more formal, yeah, you don't want any late night shenanigans. However, one of the bar owners might see somebody with a handful of friends around, you know, a popular kid in the class, and that's how their business model works. Hey, let's put somebody with a lot of friends behind the bar because we're operating the bar as kind of a pyramid structure where it's like, hey, you bring your friends, we'll pay our light bill. I mean, you know, that's you seen how that works. I've seen how that works. Okay, yeah, but yeah. you know my take on that too. With, uh, I agree, but that's not the type of business that you're building here. You're building a business based upon having quality food and experience, right? And then now also a quality bar experience going on in here too. Like everything's upgraded all across the board. So uh, you know that's just another way that people do wind up getting hired in the bar. But then, furthermore, there's a network of friendships amongst bartenders all over the place, especially through the city areas, and they know who's hiring somewhere, and they'll go outside and poach buddies and say, hey, do you have another two days available at this spot? Because we need you over here if you want to, you know, do a couple days. There's tons of bartenders there in all places all over the, the nation and two-in-ones. So that, that approach to me is one of my favorites. As you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forward poaching from other places. So that, that's one of my favorite, favorite moves. And generally, if you have one, one good employee that's holding holding their own and then you can start working hey then just you know, software is looking, high bonus <laughs> etc you know employment referrals you know what's funny too is i've noticed that a good amount you would think that a good amount of people would just want their friends to work at a place that they work at yeah so they would just send all their friends to work in hey you should come work and then now we're all friends i've actually noticed through our experience that um a high percentage of those people won't actually refer their friends out of fear of it looking bad on them, which is good, totally. right? Like knowing who to knowing who to refer, and you know before you send somebody in, that's important. You know, we uh, I'm sure a lot of we run a referral, right? Like we'll pay you, our staff if you refer someone that gets a job here, and we, we say they have to stay on it for three months, but then you get a, a referral bonus per person. Um, but it does, you have to be careful of who you're referring, right? Because if you prefer a train wreck and that person just comes in and this is like a terrible experience, I it did. shouldn't, but it does kind of reflect on you a little bit. I, I did that one time. You know, I vouched for somebody that I knew that I thought was maybe the most sort of responsible and also talented for that position. And I was like, hey, this new bar's opening, they're within our family. Let me set you up to talk to the owners. They're here right now. They'll talk to you right now. And it was like late night, but they weren't really doing anything else anyway. And sure enough, I was like, great. Now we filled the spot over here. We could continue building a strong team. And sure enough, uh, the next day, I told the kid, hey, yeah, I'll stop by and come see you a little bit later and see how, you know, the training session first day is going. He's like, all right, cool. See you then. This was four hours before the shift. Two hours before the shift, I get a call from one of the owners and he goes, what happened with your boy? He said he can't make it, and he's sorry about not being able to take this job. Oh, I said, man. well, that's weird. I talked to him two hours ago, and everything was all peachy. You know, and as a result, I didn't talk to the guy for like two years. You know, that's a big burn, and I, I don't like putting my neck out on the line because things like this always happen. Yeah, that, that, that's rough, and it does, you know, unfortunately that happens a lot where guys just don't show up at all for training, and they go through the whole hiring process and get there, and maybe they even do the onboarding part and get all your information and do all the paperwork and then first day you're like they're just out yeah no no call nothing i feel like it becomes a 
you know, that maybe they feel awkward about having to address the subject of not wanting to take the job. But I would True. prefer if you just told me right during the interview, you know what, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think this is right for me. Okay. Oh yeah, straight up. You know, cool. Let's do that now. Don't, don't bring me all the way to the finish line and then not show up and I got to start all over again. That's a, I think that comes also though with age and experience where you start being able to kind of have you know, taboo conversations in some ways or conversations about things you don't feel comfortable with, like money or, you know, percentages as, you know, we had a conversation the other day recently about something where we were giving up percents of a business plan. And uh, I said, guys, does this make you happy? Like nobody's saying anything right now. You know, it it hasn't happened to me too much. It's rare that it's actually happened where someone, someone was applying for a job actually turned it down during the interview process, which I respect it, which is fine. Totally. This you isn't know? for me. But it, does, it, doesn't happen, it doesn't happen that much. I mean, most people will take the job and stay, right? Well, it's because like, they're we're, t- right? we're talking about, you know, most of the people aren't not taking the job. But of the ones that end up more often than not, the ones that don't take the job more often than not pull the no-show versus just saying, hey, I don't think this is right for me. So uh, with all of the questions and answers, I know you have like a favorite, you know, question during the interview process that you like to see answered a particular way. I don't necessarily have a favorite, but... No. Uh, but there's a top tier uh, one I think that you like a lot. Do you have one specifically? That you have? Yeah. I, do you know of one of my questions? I know it. I forget what it's I've about. Been known. I've been known to ask if you were a shoe, what kind of shoe would you that's make? The <laughs> that's, that's the one. Thank you. That's the one. Yeah. I've been known to ask that question. I don't always ask it, but every once in a while I'll break it out. Well, Justin, I'm a pair of Air Max 90s. And then you follow up, well, why is that your, that, why is that your shoe that you would be? Right. I, I would ask for a reason. Well, it's, it's, it's not only casual, but it's also sporty, but you could dress it up a little bit as well. Check the bottoms, though. There's full support. There's even grip <laughs> at the bottoms. You don't have to tow them. Uh, you don't have to tie them. There's mesh involved. You could throw these things right in the dryer, and it's like they're fresh all over again. Then now you just described the sneaker. You're not yourself anymore. <laughs> I am a sneaker, but yeah. I would, it would be funny if I asked that question and, and someone answer, if someone answered me, I am a, I am a Skechers black, all-black, non-slip work sneaker, I would be like, you're hired. Yeah. You're oh, 100%. You, yeah, you understood the question. <laughs> you stop it. right now. Sure. You're, you're hired. But. So uh, with the people that are coming in, and let's drive back a little bit before we pull too far to the side. People come in, they ask, hey, I have a resume. Let's assume they have a resume. Hey, I have a resume here. I'm looking to see if you need servers or bartenders potentially. And here's my resume. I've been here, here, here. Is there a time that maybe we could talk? And you say, yeah, it's Tuesday or Thursday, this time, this time. What do you have better available? That's pretty much exact. If, if you came in with a resume specific at a right time of the day, not Friday night in the middle of dinner service, but if you came in, you know, happy hour or early afternoon with a resume, specified position, and I had a chance to take a couple quick minutes to have a conversation, I would probably schedule an interview on the spot. But yeah, for today, I'd say, oh, listen, we do all of our interviews Tuesday, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Either of those days work. So yes, you expect great. them, though? You expect them to come in kind of dressed okay, I would suspect? Try dressed appropriately for an interview yeah i mean is it slacks and a button down like i feel like that's a little bit too much no well i mean in my mind right and and this is 
This is the description for our hosts also for their uniform. But I think an appropriate, um, what's it called? Appropriate outfit, we describe it as wear what you would wear when you're meeting your significant other's parents for the first time. Oh, shit. Right? That's what we tell, that's what we tell our hosts. That's the, ho- that's the host description that's of what to wear? uniform description. Because they don't have like a smokehouse here. They're, okay. in, they're in street clothes, right? But yeah. not just anything. So it's like, listen, the host uniform description is dress as if you were going to, if you were meeting your significant other's parents for the first time. Right? So that should be a, a baseline. And then, you know, if you show up with a t-shirt that says New York fucking city on it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to question your decision making skills. It also shows loyalty though. I, I guess it could just say New York City, though. Uh, hot, hot 97 internship as a kid, rolling in with, like, a button-down, loafers, khakis, tucked-in, belt, like, sitting upstairs, and I start talking to the young lady that was potentially, like, hiring me and taking me on this thing. And she just hit me with a quick tip, though. She said, dress for the position you want, not what you think everyone wants you to dress as. And I was like, are you verbally telling me I could go back to my regular streetwear <laughs> for this radio I mean, that's a smart, that's a smart comment. While you were describing that, I was thinking the same thing. You should know where you're going. Sure. You know, and not be wearing. If you don't know where you're going, then why are you going there? So uh, with Bronco USA, we get to do some things out in the streets consistently. But you where... were a fan before you started there. So did you like wear a Bronco hat? I was wearing slacks for my interview. I no, was. but were you wearing like Bronco? No, no, no. Shirt or anything? No, just buttoned down. You know, I was very professional looking. It is an office after all. And I was instructed to be quite professional in my interview process, in which I, th- I think I decently was. And then as you realize what your position is and the places that you're going, yeah, I can't walk into a lot of these places with a button down and, you know, slacks on. It just doesn't make sense. Where then people on the other side of the bar are probably looking at me like, hey, who's this robot coming in here trying to sell us booze? You know, we thought we loved this company because the bartender brand. Where now, if, you know, if you're dressed looking like the outside, you are the outside. But now, yeah, as long as the destinations where I'm going to visit are appropriate, I'm wearing things that I feel are appropriate in these bars. I just, I just almost sidetracked so much on sales reps and had to remember that. What's the topic of this? What's the topic Sorry, of this yeah, show? Yeah, correct. No, <laughs> but still, the point is in wanting to dress somewhere that, say you go into some Michelin star restaurant, you probably dress quite nicely for that position. Oh, but it's, yeah, yeah, of course. But now also well, say What that, are you going to wear when you're working there? But also now say you're going into the bar. And I'm not I, saying I, just I would put say, raggedy clothes I on. I would say if you should probably case case the restaurant you're going to first. Yeah. See what the staff is wearing. Sure. Right? What's their uniform? Yeah. Right? Let me make it easier for you to fit me into this puzzle yeah. by so, sight. If this staff is wearing sneakers and jeans, wear sneakers and jeans. Correct. You know, if they're, if they're wearing a shirt and tie and a vest... Well, so you don't have to go gear. with a three-piece suit, but you should at least have a collar on. Sure, right? correct. Uh, that that brings me back to the episode where we had Paul on at Pax Romana, and he went to go get the suit the, the, the tux, real quick. Yeah. yeah, I got a tux. And his mother kept telling him, <laughs> and go back. You go back until you get that job. Uh, with what you said, too, though, where we schedule interviews typically here at Smokehouse, um, a lot of places schedule interviews, obviously. 
There's also another side to the interview process that occurs in the way in which they're carried out. And all over New York City, and I'm sure a bunch of other places, they do the open call where they'll put it up on Craigslist, they'll put it on the hiring boards, they'll put it on Facebook job uh, groups. And they say, hey, open call, show up from 12 to 5 p.m. And then you walk up. And there's about like 40 people inside the bar sitting around. This is the open call. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a miserable experience. No, it's not cool at all. It's miserable. I think it's a miserable experience for everybody. Like the person has to interview 40 people. Yeah, the bartender is getting a million waters for people that are like sitting at those stools also because that's where the space was. If you're interview number 39. Oh, yeah. You actually have a better shot, I think. Maybe because they remember you because you're the last one. But also... That dude has just interviewed 38 other people, yep. right? Like, he doesn't want to hear your shit. He just, he just heard everybody's story. He just wants your resume. Like, I love people and meeting new people and, you know, everybody's... Yeah. It, honestly, that's everybody's reason for wanting to work in a restaurant. I love people and new people. Well, you know, As they walk into the back, cursing up a storm yeah. about the table. Fucking Nick and T-Dog. <laughs> but, but... Yeah, it's a miserable experience. And for, and then if you're 12 to 5 and you show up and now you got to wait around for like an hour. So now you're, you know, this, that, that has a, a two-way effect, right? And I, we tried to do open calls a couple times and then decided that scheduling interviews is better. One, I get an idea of their punctuality because I could say you're scheduled at 11, right? Not 11 to 5. It's like an ambiguous window. Yeah. And, like, whenever you feel like you have time today. Ah, you roll out of bed. Just come in right? whenever. Listen, if you have time in this five-hour window, we'd love for you to just roll in. Right? When's the right time to actually show up for an open call? Beginning to end? You know, if you show up at the end, are you squeezing in with something else? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Right? So we try to do that before. But, number one, I want to see some punctuality. If I tell you you have an interview at 11, I want to see that you showed up at 10.50, 10.55. You know, that's part of the interview process right there. Right off the bat. So with open call, you don't get that. The second part is, I realized, is we treat, you want to treat your employees coming into the restaurant the same way you would want them to treat your staff. So if their first impression is, hey, a bunch of people come in, sit there, you got to wait for an hour before someone even talks to you because 15 people are also applying for the job. If you got one guy doing interviews, why do you have 40 people applying? You don't. Maybe you got five people doing interviews, but now it's just a call center, right? What is that experience? Like they, they're, they're interviewing you too. We've said that before. I, I feel like there's also like a piece of the interview process too, and maybe it's just a different style of people doing the interview, or maybe it was just a different time period. But there was definitely a time where you would go in for the scheduled time that they told you to come in for an interview, and then they'll make you sit and wait for like 20 to 40 minutes. It's like while the boss is doing whatever in the place or the manager. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I have been known to make people wait, right? How bad do they want but, it? Do they really want this? But it's not, but honestly, it's not a, it's never 40 minutes. It's like five, 10 minutes, right? And it, it's genuinely sometimes on purpose. And a lot of times in, the, in, in this industry, We'll schedule an interview, and people won't show up, right? It's like, great, I got an interview. I'll confirm. Like that, like an hour before, they'll be like, I'm good. I'll see you in a bit, a little bit, and then not show up. So we've kind of started over-scheduling, 
right? Especially with first interviews. Second interviews, they're different. It's a whole other animal, right? But with the first interview, first impression, we'll schedule four people at the same time. Not more than that, because then it gets, well, if everybody shows up, oh, yeah. now you're waiting for too long. But we'll schedule four people at the same time. So in that occasion, sometimes somebody's got to wait 10, 15 minutes. But usually someone shows up early and they just start the interview early. And then you might get behind. You got to wait 10 minutes as we go through all four. Most of the time, if I have four interviews scheduled on a Tuesday at 11, two or three show up. There's always one that doesn't show up. Or there's always one that has to reschedule at the last. I'm so sorry, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Or it's a rarity that all four show up at the same time. It's a rarity time. that all four show up. Now, let's say only one shows up. I don't do this all the time, but every once in a while. Actually, I probably do this all the time. You know, I might make them wait five or ten minutes and just kind of see what they're doing while they're waiting. Like, what do they do to pass the time? Are they looking, Do they grab a menu and look at the restaurant? Are they looking around the restaurant? Do they... You're just sitting there you know, biting that your kind nails? Of stuff? Yeah, are they biting their nails? Do they pull out their phone? You know, all that kind of all that kind of stuff matters, right? Yeah. So if you're if you're if you think you're waiting for no reason while a guy like you just said, manager's doing stuff in the back, it might be on purpose just to see how you deal with having to wait. Totally. Like, what's your what's your mindset? And I could see those same things when if everybody shows up and I'm I'm interviewing one person and someone else is waiting, I still can see that going on sure. without having to go in the back and watch the guy in the camera. So yeah, five, ten minutes, forty minutes is ridiculous. So that's just you're wasting people's time at that point, and it's uncalled for. You don't want people to waste your time. So why do you waste other people's time? All right, I, listen though. Now you're fortunate though. If you're a candidate, do you want to work for someone that's going to waste an hour of your time? No, I, honestly, yeah. no. Correct. And I think that things have changed, and I haven't had that experience in some time. But there was a time fifteen years ago that that felt like a thing. It did. I think we're in a different world now. But so you're fortunate enough, though, you're saying to at least have, you know, four interviews lined up or four people that are saying, hey, we want to work here. Now, people are having problems all over the U.S., though, sourcing and finding employees just maybe because and this could be a whole different conversation, too, where maybe you're in an unpopulated area or maybe you're in an area that's hard to get to because there's no public transport. These things all factor into when you're looking to find somebody to fill a spot. I mean, we put Cocktail Garnish Company right in the center of White Plains, and there's no excuse for why anybody can't get there. That White Plains is a huge hub. It's got trains. It's got buses. It's got highways right next to it. It's yeah, very your, accessible. Your, your spot is actually a, you're a train stop, a bus stop, and two highways. So, um, like... <laughs> we haven't had any real problem finding anybody as we continue to staff up and build a strong team, which is fortunate. And we've been able to hire from within because somebody always has a buddy that's looking for a little bit more work, which is great. Now, I know this doesn't happen everywhere. And I know that I talk to guys in the streets all day long that are saying, where the hell are the people to work? Like, I can't even get my place open until we get enough staff. I mean... I, I you can always go to you can always go to hiring websites, right? Yeah, they work. I mean, well, I don't mean they work. I mean they're there. Do they always work? I I don't like them. I mean, if you put up in in uh, advertisement on you know, say for example, Indeed.com. So by the way, this was brought to you by Indeed. It's definitely not because I'm about to bash them, <laughs> right? In, Indeed sucks. 
right? Will you try to use them for it? First, they're super expensive, right? Well, I guess in our industry. I don't know how it works in corporate America. It might be different. It might work better. But in our industry, it kind of sucks because they're super expensive. You end up spending like three, $400 in a month trying to get these candidates. And I find the same candidates just kind of sit on there because nobody pulls their information out. So they might have gotten yeah. another position. And now they're, they're, yeah. they still send you the candidate and then they, ch they charge you per candidate interaction, right? So they have like an old stale candidate on there and you interact with them and then that's a dollar right there that you just wasted. Yeah. And, and then you get a bunch of candidates that have applied to you previously and like interviewed previously and then they apply again. They didn't I said show no up. before. Do you the, not remember? The, the guy that didn't show up for the shift, like, applied again. I'm like, you didn't show up. I'm not going to talk to you again. Sure. And I, I've definitely had that experience back in the day through, like, Monster.com. You've got a resume just sitting up there, and it's definitely stale because nobody goes back to put their password in, uninstall their profile or whatever. Right. So, yeah, you definitely get reached out to over the course of time. And that actually leads me to asking another question when you're dealing with a lot of these companies that are trying to sell you things. How many active users do you have? Not how many users do you have. I don't give a shit. How many are actually using your platform? 750 for an example is one of them where we've been using now 750 for three months straight, four months straight. It hasn't really done much for us. The ordering platform. Yeah. yeah. But the question is, how many people are actually consistently ordering from you? Different accounts. That's why I want to know. In one month's time. I don't give a shit how many people have ever signed up for 750. Well, how do you find that out? I, I mean, you ask questions, but nobody has these answers and data points. But how do you find that out with, like an, with a, a job website? I, and I, I don't know. Are they willing to give you some of these answers? Because you can't just call somebody up. Correct. So. Correct. I mean, you could, but now you're going to waste two hours of your day trying to figure out who knows the answer to that question. So there's a bunch of, of job websites. Fine. A lot of us are saying that they're not anything. They don't bring you anything of quality. They don't bring you people that are in this industry. The because infamous is Craigslist, by the way. Well, let's be real, though. The, the, people, the people that are in this industry know the best way to get a job is going into the place and getting the job. The best candidate, for me, the best candidates already have jobs. So you have to kind of work your, work your web to why you want to get someone to switch gears, right? Especially in a bartender position or like a lead server position or something. You're generally going to get, if you're going to get a good candidate, they're either working somebody else, somewhere else already, or they're brand new to the business and you're just going to get lucky and, and get someone who has the like brain power for it. And you're saying the best candidate because they're working already, which proves that they're somebody pretty decent, likely. Yeah, holding down, a, been holding down a position, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on there. They're not necessarily looking, you know, but... Now, the other thing that you do too, though, is like, yes, you use your staff referral and you just said that a little bit ago as well. That you have to be careful with as well, though. In the terms of... Well, you don't want to create clicks amongst the staff, right? Where all of a sudden they have their, yeah. you know, you just, you just hire one group of friends and that, that's a click and they just hang by themselves and they don't mesh with the rest of the staff. Yeah. yeah. And cool then kids squad in the corner or something. Yeah. Something like that. Or your just whole staff is one group of friends and then they have to go to spring break together. Yeah. It's another <laughs> Or a wedding. You know, or anywhere, right? Like, oh, we're going to go, yeah, or a wedding, which we had last weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then they all ask for the same time off. And, you know, hey, you guys going to have to pick the one guy you don't like. Yeah, straw it out. <laughs> it's, know? uh, what is it called? Not Hunter Short games. straw? No, what's the current show that everyone's making games uh, about? Uh, Spider games? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, whatever that was. <laughs> See how much time I have to watch TV? <laughs> uh, and Noom said that 
culinary schools and you know an agency could possibly provide you with some talent i think that's the best option other than poaching yeah for sure okay because they're actually in school for it and want to do it yeah i mean they 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 especially in the back in the kitchen right they went to school with a purpose like i want to do this not randomly walk in like i think i can i could work the fryer you know like that kind of thing yeah but they want to do this and they're they're generally green, so maybe they don't, they're not set in their ways or stubborn or something, so they can pick up on a, on a system. Sure. So other than poaching somebody or going after someone that you know is established and you want to work there, I think a culinary school or an agency, even, a, even that bartending agency, which uh, I never went to, and I generally don't no, those, think is... Those a, resumes go straight in the trash, although nobody will ever admit it because legalities. Listen, I don't think it's... I don't think that that's, I don't think they teach you how to bartend when you come out of there. They just teach you what the drinks are. Yeah. Right. And then how fast you and can make a long island iced tea. You're getting the specs, but you're getting maybe top hundred drinks. If that it's yeah, realistically, probably something like, like that, 20. but it is a good base. As long as you could judge personality, right? If you're going to, if you're interviewing someone that's coming out of there and you can judge their personality and their work ethic off an interview, it's a good base to start with. You don't have to teach them like from scratch, right? It's better than the, the bus boy that doesn't do anything and we're going to try to teach him to bartend, right? Well, if there is a pool of candidates out there showing up to a job, you're not going to take that one over one that has some experience. No. Well, uh, rarely. Rarely. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm the saying. The guy with experience could totally bomb the interview and just be like burnt out and hate life. Sure. You know? Sure. No, that happens. It's a thing. Uh, I'm not going to shun you on this one, but I wouldn't do it. I would find somebody that I could train from within to move upwards. Oh, that goes back to terrible, terrible answers for questions, by the way. The guy that hates life. You're being interviewed and you say, why did you leave your last position? And you said, you should never answer. Uh, I got in a fight with the manager. He didn't respect myself. So many times, <laughs> honestly. It happens so many times, just uh, like this is why it's really hard to refer people to anything either. It's like, I don't know, is this a loose cannon thing that's going to blast off every once in a while? Right. I mean, you, you might have gotten, it's fine if you did, like if that happened, but it's a judgment to tell me that you had an issue with management, right? I am management. The yeah. new management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, thank you for telling me <laughs> ahead of time that you're going to get into a fight with me. Right, like thank you you just told me that you're going to be insubordinate in some, at some level probably. I, th- I think that goes into judging the qualities and, you know, the profile of people that you're actually interviewing. And you're almost like a psych major, kind or of, to no? Be on- to be honest, not even saying that, if you just badmouth the last place you're, you were at, period. I don't, you know, you might have had a bad experience. Fine. That happens. I understand that. But to go into another interview and they say, why are you leaving your other position? And you just, like, tear the whole place apart, Right. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, one day you're going to leave here, and I'm going to get blasted on the other fuck end. Fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You. I'm out of here. Like, that's a terrible answer. Yeah, no, you definitely don't want those things to happen. But this, like, kind of comes into vetting the people that you're sitting at the table with, having these interviews with. Like, you almost need to, though, be kind of a psychologist in some ways to be looking for these hints of potential problems. And furthermore, the other side of that seesaw, though, is, hey, you also need staff to keep the building running. Like, some things you have to just fold on. Not everyone's going to be your A player. Not everyone's going to be the B player. But it goes back to that 80-20 rule where you need somebody 
that doesn't ever clean their well because they like to leave early where you make the most money because they got off the clock. Like I used to love having that person. It was fantastic. We made, we each made like a hundred dollars more a night because that person left early. Oh, you're saying that way. I thought you meant leaving at the end of the night and everything's dirty. And then the morning person, well, they would the classic line. What's the classic line? Fuck clothes. Yeah. Who did this? (laughs) So, uh, a lot of the questions that you wind up asking, and especially about their history, their experience, I think does help you come to some type of conclusion on if this person will aid in the culture and the team that you have, because the culture is important too. The culture is the most important part. I agree. More than anything else. I've, I've, I'm a firm believer that we can train a lot of skills. Yeah. Right? I can teach you how to take sort an of. order. I could teach you how to uh, prioritize You know what what food gets run where. I can teach you how to clean a table and stack plates and carry things and all that stuff. I can't teach you to be a nice person. Like if you are, if you got resting bitch face, you got resting bitch yeah, face. Yeah, it's on you. I'm not training that out, right? So that's really what, when we're interviewing, when we are what, interviewing What people, is this mandatory Botox injections, just? <laughs> Does that fix resting bitch face? It might, I don't know. I don't know how it works. That is not a, it's not a thing. But if we're, I mean, if we're, if I'm interviewing somebody the number one thing I'm looking at is personality, right, and overall character. Sure. That's it. Experience is important, but not as important. Right. I like some experience just to know you've seen what a restaurant does, you know, and you're not completely naive to the world you're about to get yourself into. But I can train I can train you out of bad habits. I can train good habits into you. I can't train your personality. But like, so the culture you're saying then also is a piece of the personality, which, uh, yeah, I agree fully. So uh, think about, you know, when I talk to our guys too is, hey, we're, we don't want to just bring anybody on at this point. We want to bring people on that are going to fit well with everybody else and also be able to adapt to get this job done the right way. Where we've spent all this time kind of becoming a tight-knit little squad and figuring out how to get, you know, all of these cases of fruit dried out and things bagging out within the same day, you want to make sure that everyone's happy with each other because then we're going to get the job done better and we're going to advance together where people have creative ideas and they bounce them off each other. Oh, you know what we should do? Blah, blah. Oh, let's try this. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, and then I get a report the next day where the guys are like, hey, we shaved off an hour and a half by doing this together. I'm like, cool. Do that shit together all the time then. Like, it's in your grasp. This is your house. You take over. So you're looking for a culture of productivity and efficiency. Totally, but also a little bit of light banter. And, you know, <laughs> at some point you need an HR person in there and say, hey, guys, can't do that. I find that's the toughest, the toughest thing to find out is, I mean, even if you have a good personality, you might not buy into the culture of the restaurant or not realize what the culture is in the restaurant where you're going. I think that's the hardest thing to interview. And you can get into, like, core statements of the of the you know what the restaurant is like i guess a vegan shouldn't apply for a barbecue restaurant right no no if no. you're if you're a animal activist you're probably not gonna fit in with our culture because it's predominantly meat yeah right so i mean that but that's 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 an obvious one to stat out there is that's the hardest part is will this will this person i'm bringing in fit the work ethic fit the vibe of the rest of the staff and what the re- what the restaurant is trying to be. You know you kind of now just said it and you have to make yourself a vegan rib option. Well, we have 
if we want to get, we're going to go on there. We have some vegan We do have some vegan options. Okay. It's just not, I said animal activist, because if you're like, if you follow PETA, and you're like, don't use animals to feed people, and we're... Yeah, let alone put them in a smoker for 15 hours. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got whole hogs in there sometimes. You know, yeah, you're probably no, not sure. Like so, I, listen, dude, there's so many different ways that, in addition to performing these interviews sitting down and asking the right questions to gauge where somebody else's head is at, to gauge if they are the correct fit for your establishment as well as your culture. There's a lot more that goes into the process even in just carrying out the interviews where, hey, do you think an interview that lasts five minutes is successful? Does it need to be 25 minutes where it shows that you had some back and forth conversations that worked? I think 10 to 15 is really where you want to where you want to be. All right, all right. 25 minutes is long. It sure. is. And you asked me before about questions that I like to ask at the interview. And those change. Like the shoe one throws in every once in a while. Just something to get people thinking. But one thing I always ask at every interview is I ask the person if they have any questions for me about what we're doing, about the restaurant themselves. You're right. You know what? I completely forgot about the reverse side of the interview. How did I do that? I, I don't know. You didn't ask me any questions on the open. Well, usually my interviews are like 25 minutes and I've gotten all the answers I need already, you know? <laughs> well, you're on the long side. But, I mean, that question sounds like a throw-in question, especially to the person asking. It sounds like, okay, the interview is done. Maybe I, you know, he just wants me to ask a question or whatever. Yeah. But honestly, I'm asking because you haven't asked the question yet yeah. and an interview shouldn't be one-sided. There are times where the candidate, it does flow into a natural conversation and then those questions go back and forth. And they got their questions in, and I don't have to say, do you have any questions? Correct. But if I've been the only one asking a question, tell me about your work experience. Where have you been? Why are you leaving that place? Why do you want to work here? Have you applied anywhere else? Also, why am I the only place you apply? That's, you should apply other places. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Even if you are putting all your ones in, eggs in one basket, I don't need to know that, right? Like, why? You're not, you're not motivated to get a job? One thing, if you're leaving a place to come here. What if I sat here, though, Justin, I told you that I had another job. And to be honest with you, I'm only delivering my resume to you because I think I'm a perfect fit for the smokehouse tailgate yeah, grill I was culture. just about to say, if you're, at, if you're somewhere else and, you're, and you just like you've discovered the place and, and you think that you fit into the culture, that's a different move. Right? Not, I'm near homeless and this is the only place yeah. I'm applying to. But if I you're not it. working anywhere, you come in and you're just like, I'm just looking for... Uh, What's your availability like? I'm available anytime. Do you have any other jobs? No. Why? Where else have you applied? Just here. Okay. I think also fair questions on the reverse ask too, or how do you do the tip share program? How do you break that down? Is it a point system? Are you just doing this hourly? Is everything separate? Because now we deal with a lot of pooled houses where the bar is now also pooled into the floor. I mean, these are various questions that I Those think are could good. be asked. I, I mean, I, don't, I never like monetary questions. Yeah, but somebody also has bills to pay. But they asking, should know how much they'll make. Asking the tip share or tip pool is better than, like, how much do you pay. Yeah. Right? Because you're st- if you're a server, you should know what we're paying. We're paying the same yeah. thing that every other restaurant pays a server. Yeah. Furthermore, you're in this industry, and you've already checked out our spot, so you right. should kind of know how much you're going to make. Right. A better question than that, and it shows experience as a server, is responding with how many covers do you do? Yeah. You know, that's that's still asking how much do I make? 
but without asking me to give you a number. Yeah. Right. Well, and that fixes more towards a, a restaurant interview, though, as well. For than sure. A bar. The bar's not going to give you covers. I could then say, hey, how many espresso martinis do you make in a night to gauge how busy it I is? I think a bar should still give you covers, though. We don't deal with them. Huh. It's just you take people in. You know. I bet whoever's, whoever's looking at the numbers in the, the day knows how many people come in the bar. There's a gauge, yeah. You know, that's yeah. it. That's all you got to know, how many people come in the yeah. bar. That's Check averages you know. and how many times were drinks made through that night. Sure. Yeah, I, I like those questions better because they're, they're geared. But you should go in with questions, like ready to ask. Like you're interviewing at restaurant too. You, you want to know what's going to be expected of you. You don't, you don't want to go in blind. You can even ask what the uh, uniform is. Right, like that's a, that's a good question. Although if you did your research, you probably know what it is because you've seen what the staff is wearing. But definitely don't say I don't have any questions. You should have something prepared. Yeah. Because yeah. you remember, this is the place that you're gonna spend more time than anywhere else while you're working. Uh, you know, until you retire at whatever age you retire, you're gonna spend more time at your place of work and with the people you work with than anybody else in your life. So you should be interviewing them as well. Do you want to spend that time? And then, you know what happens, once they get into the door and you actually pull them on, there's a lot of stuff to talk about about training. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Is it? It is. It is. So then, you know, next episode we could cover a little bit more of how you execute your training. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring in all the training manuals from all the places that I've ever worked at and highlight the things that are all shared in common as important pieces. That's a good idea. And which ones are the gems? I should see if I could find that VHS training video from Outback Steakhouse in like in like the early 90s what's the uh oh, waiting the video and waiting <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he's yeah. like just watching no we had that it was literally the same video ever realize how much large groups can impact your nightly sales ever realize how quickly they could get bored of each other atmosphere tv keeps your patrons engaged with an insane amount of channels focused on a large range of content from fail videos to trivia atmosphere tv is literally free Seriously, as long as you keep it on for a set amount of hours per week, you won't be charged a dime. You can actually help the Waiting on Fry show out, though, by inquiring directly through us on how to activate Atmosphere TV today. Simply shoot us an email at info at Keep your guests retained with Atmosphere TV. Enjoy the show. Click the subscribe button in your podcast platform to keep up with the new releases, exclusive interviews, and bonus content that's sure to drop a few gems on running restaurants and improving sales.